0: Listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio, you can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts. I don't care the time or place, I just want your face on my face. I
1: don't care the- hey, this is DJ Ninja. I'm here with Shannon Candy, who has just put out her uh, debut solo record. So long, uh, thank you, Shannon, for talking with us today. Hey Jen, thanks so much for having me. For people who may not be familiar sort of with your musical history here in Chicago, can you give us sort of like an abridged or non abridged uh version of you know Strawberry Jacuzzi and some of the other bands you were with before embarking on your own uh solo journey?
0: sure, yeah, uh Strawberry jacuzzi
1: is probably the band
0: most people know me for. It's kind of the band I spent the most time in and um, released the most material with. But um, I was also in Bash Bang for, for a while. We we were like a, a one and done kind of band. We released an album and then we were like, that's good enough. I played bass in Peach Fuzz for a little while. Um, I was in the Peekaboos for a couple of years. And uh, way back when, I was in the Earth program for about a year. So I've been around, I've, I've seen a lot of things.
1: There's some similarities between those bands, but there's also, you know, obviously a little bit of musical, you know, you know, diversion and kind of jumping around. What's, um, what are some of the things, I mean, obviously, you know, your solo record probably has, you know, a lot of the most like preferential leanings in terms of like your musical uh, background and, and, Um, things that you like to play but what were some of like the genres that you kind of got to play around with um, in your in your musical history and maybe I think you play a couple instruments too so sort of what are some of your like more favorite uh, trappings um, that you've come across in the music scene some of your favorite things to sort of play and types of music to play
0: well one of the things that is kind of like a a line through all of the bands i've been in and and all the music i've made is i really just like doing a lot with a little you know i really like the power that comes with simplicity so you know like in strawberry jacuzzi for example we weren't like doing face melting guitar solos and like thinking too hard about it we were really just trying to like keep it simple and and poppy and fun and then, you know, when I joined like Bash Bang, you know, there's a little bit more lead guitar work there. But at the end of the day, it was still poppy, pure, simple kind of stuff. So that's probably, you know, and that's that's kind of just my approach to music is this DIY feeling of like, anyone can do this. It doesn't, you don't have to be a classically trained musician to do this. You know, you certainly can be and it helps <laughs> in some ways, but it's more about having the intuition than anything else. And that's what I really like about uh, a lot of the people I've made music with and a lot of the, the groups I found myself in. It's kind of more about attitude than anything else.
1: So, you, you I mean, you've collaborated with a lot of different musicians. Um, now you're obviously striking out doing your own solo record. I know, I, I feel like 2020, especially the mid, the mid to late section of it, there's been so much music coming out because of, I think, projects on your own. And you're like, what kind of music can I make? So talk a little bit about um, the thinking process that sort of got you to starting this project. And then, you know, if you had any like sort of learning curve into creating your own music, because you've been working with so many other people previously, like what that journey kind of looked like for you?
0: Well, I think I just, you know, like everyone else, I found myself in quarantine with a lot of free time And I never had that before. I never had an opportunity to get bored, the need to find a project or something to sink my, you know, time into. At the start of quarantine, I think, you know, like a lot of people, I kind of thought, okay, well, this is going to be a couple months of our lives. And in, you know, June, July, summertime, it'll probably go away. Um, And then when it became clear that was not happening, I thought, like, oh no, am I never going to play music again? Like, you know, in addition to the other concerns I had about the world at, at large, you know, I just felt like, man, music is something that, you know, it's this really important outlet to have as a as a person who enjoys being creative. And if I can't get together with people, if it's not safe to, to be around people, then how am I able to Do this thing that I love doing. So when I first started recording, you know, I had like, I had like a rudimentary understanding of how to record just from like being in bands. And, you know, there's plenty of stuff that like, you know, I downloaded Logic to start recording, and I didn't know what I could do in Logic. I didn't know that. So I just watched some like YouTube tutorials. Luckily, that was basically all I needed was a couple of YouTube tutorials to kind of like get started. After a couple of songs, I was like, oh, these actually sound good. Like, what if I just kept doing it and recorded an album? You know, all the bands I've been in, one of the other constants in them is that, you know, they've always been very collaborative, um, purposely so. You know, like, I've always been in bands where there wasn't just one front person. There There was me, and then, you know, in Strawberry Jacuzzi, there was Nikita. In Bash Bang, there was Mike. Um, We've always, I've always been in bands that it wasn't just one person's vision. So part of me just kind of felt like, well, what would it even sound like, like, would I even be able to do that? And when it was all starting to come together, it was just really exciting, like, oh, cool. (laughs) You know, this thing that I was like, just doing for the hell of it actually is, you know, working out and that's awesome.
1: to come out Friday, November sixth, three days after the election. Yeah. Was that was that just fortunate timing or unfortunate timing? Or how did that how did the how did the timing of the release of the record sort of play itself out? Um, so if, if
0: everything had worked out perfectly, I wanted to release it before the election, because my worry was like, if Biden loses, and everyone's depressed, and like, everything's even worse than we imagined. Like and then I'm like, hey everyone, pay attention to me. You know, I'm gonna feel like a real asshole. (laughs) So like (laughs) to release it before the election. But then you know, just things took longer to do, you know, like it was like the last week in October. And I just, you know, I wanted a little bit of time to send it around and yeah, I sent it over to Chirp and like just tried to get it out to, to people to get a little bit of, you know, excitement going before it was officially released. Basically, the only reason I released it the day I actually did was it was it was Bandcamp Day. So it just seemed like it made sense, like, okay, if I have to just pick a day to release it, this seems like a good one to choose.
1: Not to sound like a super rudimentary question, but, you know, how much of the tracks to me almost read like, like they could have been a bit like the, t- the track titles almost read like they could have been like the story of election week. It was just like, you know, like, you know, yeah. Mean World, read a book, you know, just some of the titles just like to me when I read them down the list, except for the IUD one. I don't know what that has to do with. That's probably not so much election. But um, it's but, like
0: get an IUD because we don't know how the election going to pan out.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's the prologue. Um, yeah, right. But um, but it did look like the titles looked like they were pretty, pretty heavily politics inspired. The content sounds all pretty uh, politics inspired. Are there any? Are there any exceptions to sort of that sort of broad stroke, or primarily rooted in in political feelings, or is there are there other themes there that um, that people would want to listen out for?
0: So, like oddly enough, a lot of the songs were written before the pandemic even. So, I mean, I feel like just like ignorance and like sexism and you know that's it's they're kind of just evergreen topics in america so like even the songs that i wrote a year ago or more they still feel current because nothing's changed some of these songs you know i wrote them and i'm just like wow they keep getting more and more relevant like read a book was about you know i was just i was so angry about the amount of misinformation out there and just how easy it is to manipulate people you know, on like social media and stuff, you know, and then COVID happened and like got even more out of control. And then like, you know, with like the protest and like all the lies about people starting riots versus like the police starting riot and like misinformation has just somehow gotten worse. Every time something happened, it felt like something I wrote over a year ago felt even more like, how did it get worse? Like, (laughs) like it already felt so bad and it just keeps getting worse. And I was just, like, so angry and, like, just reading so many bad takes and just needing to to put that energy somewhere. It It kind of worked out where all of it sounded really current, but it's just because I've been really angry for a long time, I guess. I don't know. You know, I almost wanted to release this album and have the subject matter be irrelevant, you know, like everything works out and like this stuff isn't a a problem anymore. But yeah, so much of it, like upon releasing it was like, Oh, this feels very current. And I'm like, I wrote that a year and a half ago. (laughs) Like we're just like, we, we never learn is, is
1: the the answer, I guess. I'm trying not to talk over you. So I'm sitting here nodding super vigorously (laughs) at the idea that ignorance, sexism and misinformation have become even bigger problems. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a little bit about putting the title track at the end. I always feel like this is an interesting choice and maybe, maybe the album got ordered and then you chose it as the title track. Tell me a little bit about how that decision-making happened.
0: I think I was just, um, I was listening to all the tracks and kind of, you know, starting to think of an order and I felt like so long made sense as a closing track. i um, just, you know, based on how it ended, um, based on the end of the song. And so, like, you know, when I was thinking about what to call the album, throwing, like, a couple ideas around, and I wasn't really excited about any of them. And then I just started thinking about lyrics in the album, and, like, you know, so long just seemed appropriate, because... That's that's how I felt, you know. The way I feel on that song is how I felt, you know, constantly for the past year. Like, man, what if I could just go live on a boat somewhere and never see anybody? Like, what if I could just go? What if I just left? You know, and that frustration, uh, anxiety, is just kind of a good representation of the the rest of the album too. You know that feeling. So it seemed like
1: the appropriate title this has been dj ninja uh talking with shannon candy her new album is so long it is out now thanks shannon
0: this has been an artist interview from chirp radio You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.